Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49er Faithful UK Show. Once again, tonight I'm joined by Naji Kara. Hello. Paul Hope. Hello, everyone. And Gareth Ellis. Hello. Hello, all. Okay, guys. So I have literally just getting off a Facebook Live event. Um, it was a bit of a bit of an experience. Um, <laughs> I actually started off the the whole Facebook Live to say that uh, this was my first time, and then I had a flashback to <laughs> Edinburgh. <laughs> oh, guys, yeah. Actually, it's not my first time. <laughs> it's not your first. Yeah, it was my first time sober. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was a bit of a, a learning experience. Um I think it went over quite well. Um used the same software as what we used for last year's ill-fated um draft vlog that we did. Um but obviously with the with it only being myself on, we didn't have the audio issues, which obviously I now know what caused that. Um so I'm quite looking forward to doing one of those again this year. Um but hopefully it'll work properly this year. So yeah, that that was interesting. Um, so the the Facebook Live was all about a helmet draw. Craig Hill of Flip Your Lids had created a 49ers helmet for Stand Up to Cancer. Um, after his costs were covered, all the rest of the proceeds went to Stand Up to Cancer, um, and he raised sixty five pound, which I think is excellent. Mm, Everybody nice should be proud of that and give themselves a pat on the back because anything to do with cancer is definitely worthwhile. Um, worthwhile getting involved in to, to try and get rid of it because it's a horrible disease. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, well done to the winner of that, uh, Matt Walker. Um, I didn't end it myself, and that's probably <laughs> because I didn't want to get a good kicking in the balls off me missus. Um, I'm a bit uh, stony broke at the moment, so I don't think I could have gotten away with that one, regardless <laughs> okay. of how much each ticket was. But, uh, yeah, so that went uh, that went quite well. So... Free agency is well and truly underway. I mean, the, the sexy period of free agency is probably is over and done with now. All, all the yeah. bigger names that would expect with huge contracts, that they've all been taken now. And we now have a better idea of what our draft needs are and exactly how we're going to be looking next uh, next season when the start comes. So let, let's start off with yourself, Naji. How did you mm-hmm. think... Free agency went. Were we surprised by any of these signings or any of the players that we didn't really make enough of an effort to sign? No, no, I think we absolutely nailed it. Um, I think I would have been happy, very happy with even less than what we did. I think like, we can all agree that the top priority was signing Trent Williams back, which we did. Uh, in uh, It took a little longer than I wish. Uh, I think we're, we're all refreshing Twitter and Facebook and anything, <laughs> anything to see it happen as soon as possible. Um, a couple of things surprised me. Some lengthy contracts. I didn't expect us to give, like the Juice contract. I think giving him five years is... I'm very happy about it. I think it's awesome that he's with us for a while. Uh, I just wasn't expecting us to do that. Um, but no, overall, super happy. Um, I was kind of surprised that we got, um, I'm going to say his name wrong, uh, and I've got time to get that right, but Ebukam, uh, the, the guy from the Rams, uh, after seeing that we uh, restructured default contract, 
because uh, told me maybe D4 is, might play next year and he, he's on the way to play. So then it was a bit weird to have an extra pass rusher, basically. But uh, no, I'm I'm super happy about it. I think we nailed everything we need to. Uh, what do you think, Paul? You, anybody jumps at you, apart from Trent Williams, of course? <laughs> no, I just was chuckling when the news broke about us signing the, the edge rusher from the Rams. It was almost as if John Lynch was listening to me and Gareth from the other week mm-hmm. and I thought, yeah, yeah, like, like got we, the, we... <laughs> we got the team wrong. We we went we went Cardinals with uh, Reddick and they they got the other guy from the Rams. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you said, front office smashed it again. Trent Williams. Um, I actually didn't see the news till the next day. Uh, my other half hasn't been very well this week, and I woke up a bit groggy. Checked my phone and was like, I, I read his first Instagram post wrong because he put that post on with the whole forever faithful, and I thought, oh, he's gone somewhere else. Where, where's he gone? Refresh Twitter, and then the record breaking deal, like everyone mm. said, happy with that. Uh, you know, we've got Verrett signed again. Um, yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm happy. What about you, Gareth? How's your thoughts on what we've done so far? Fantastic. Uh, other than signing, we signing K1 Williams, I don't think it could have really gone better yet and obviously there's a chance we can still do him um we've got restructured those deals we've got a bit of cap space and we've as far as i can tell we've dealt with every single thing that was a glaring need uh and that's going to set us up nicely for the draft because i think we could do anything in the draft we could go anywhere pick any player um trade down trade up we've got a huge amount of flexibility because there's no yeah, we could do with some more depth. And, and yes, there's obviously a few positions that could be improved, but there's no glaring holes anymore. Uh, and that's a fantastic free agency. I, I can't believe how good our front office are, uh, certainly this season. Um, yeah, hats off to them. Hard work. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've got to agree with players that. Who, who signed. Yeah. Sorry, Lee. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, I've, I've got to agree with that. I think we've absolutely nailed free agency. It does concern me a little bit with the length of your contracts, but when you see how they're structured, the, the later years are easily get outable. We yeah. can get out of them no Absolutely, problem. Yeah. And I think the reason they've given them such long contracts is to spread that uh, the dead money hit if we do get rid of them um, and just to make sure that we can actually sign them now because it's now when we need them. So I think they're expecting an explosion in the cap in 2023. And because of that, they're willing to put a lot of dead money into those years, 2023, 2024, just so we can have the team that uh, we need at the moment. Because let, let's face it, we are in a Super Bowl window mm-hmm. and we, we need to maximise everything that we do at the moment before we go through another two, three-year rebuilding exercise. And, and this is all about um, the way the, the CBA is structured, the way the cap's structured um, and what you can and can't do. Obviously, I mean, the Patriots, the Patriots have done really well at continually being competitive every year. Hopefully, we'll be able to do that. And I think we can because of the types of players that we get as an undrafted free agent. We, we tend to be able to find talent outside of the actual seven rounds in the draft that fit our scheme and actually elevate their player as well. Um, and a good a good example of that would be Kerry Hyder, who we haven't re-signed at the moment, but there's still an outside chance that we might re-sign him. Um, I think Gareth mentioned K1 Williams, so I'll say K1 and um, Kerry Hyder for me. If we can potentially bring them back, I'd be over the moon. However, looking at the cap space, we've only got 7.9 million in cap space. 
if you read what we require for the draft, they're talking about eight to nine million. So already we've got a little bit of a deficit there of what we need for the draft. And then you've got your running costs throughout the season. And for that, they reckon about 10 million. So if we need 18 million to actually go through the draft and next season, in case we have any injuries, then you've got to think that somebody is going to be restructured or traded. Yeah, it's a good point. I think I've read that we had 12 or 13, um, but I mean, it's still not quite a lot, but we're in a better situation than where the, you know, the Saints or the Rams or the Chiefs or, you know, the Eagles are right now. So I, I wouldn't worry because, because the draft is, um, the, the rookie contracts are um, signed um, in comparison to what the cap is. Uh, the head doesn't matter. You know, it, it always will fit within within how much cap we have, uh, you know, how much cap there is kind of thing. So, and I'm sure the contracts we've given away already, um, they're not, you know, they know what they're doing clearly and they would have left enough room to hire people and um, make sure those rookie get signed. But it's a good question. First rounders are fairly expensive. Um, And it makes me think, especially like what Gareth says, I don't think we've got a glaring need uh, and we, we can talk about what we what we need in a, in a second, but there is nothing where we n- now that we've resigned JV and Emmanuel Mosley, and we have our left tackle, um, we we don't need to address the draft and say, oh, we absolutely need to take a corner, or we absolutely need to take uh, O line or or whatever. So, are we going to get out of the first round, maybe even, and just you know, Amas, you know. First, maybe a first round next year when the cap bumps back up and we have money. And are we going to stack up picks in the second and third when obviously those contracts are a lot cheaper? Do you you think that's something we could do, Paul? Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking like what Gareth said. I think we all needed a week like this one after the year, like 2020. Mm. The smiles were back, the celebrations, the... You know, you saw the news break. It made me chuckle. Jed York's 40th birthday party. And he's, you know, first time in juice and signing checks for £140 million left tackles. And I'm thinking, <laughs> Christ, I'm 40. You know, um, but like Gareth said, there's no need anymore now. I'm approaching the draft thinking, like you've just said that, we could trade back. We don't have a glaring need. We don't think, right, number 12, we have to pick that particular player. I think we've gone into the draft now with using the picks cleverly. And getting the best players available, so I'm yeah. I'm quite confident. Um, what do you think, Gareth? Yeah, I'm I'm confident going up into the draft because I think an underrated element of the draft is other teams not knowing what you're going to do, uh, and That's without true. any glaring need. And you know, unless you've got the no, number one overall pick, I think it's it's useful to have that flexibility because other teams, if we still if Trent Williams haven't signed, we would be taking a tackle. So any other team, perhaps just below us, who wanted one of those top tackles would therefore be thinking, OK, I might have to trade up and, and jump over the Niners to get this. So it, it just gives us that flexibility. And of course, it's it's great for the team building, keep these guys together. Uh, and it's not just the guys that we've signed. You, you've, you've all touched on it. It's the contracts that go with them and all the contracts are manageable. I, I cannot think of a better value player in the NFL than Kyle Juszczyk. For the money, oh, no, it's, for the work. It's ridiculous, done. isn't it? Five yeah. years, five million a year, or whatever it is. It's, it, it's what a bargain. When you see what you know, 
players like I don't know, like Shaquille Griffin, the, the corner from the Seahawks, that got you know twenty five million two years ago, or some, something like that. It's just yeah, you're right. The value we got out of Juice is it's insane. And and the last three years of his contract aren't even guaranteed. We could cut him, and it cost us nothing if he you know uh, starts playing less good, and or we can find a replacement for him. That's you know, a rookie that's cheaper or something. But no, even the Trent Williams contract is a little bit backloaded because this year, well, the cap is short. But, you know, it's, he, he counts for 8 million this year and he's the best tackle in the league. Uh, it, that's It's less than what a, a guard would take on any given other year, which is insane. So, um, yeah, no, kudos to that. Um, so what do, you, what, what do you think is our need now? Um, I I'm, I'm going to ask you Lee because I think I know what you're going to say. But um, <laughs> so if you two being so, comparing notes before we start, because sometimes me and Gareth get left out here. You two seem to be on uh, we, the we same page. We never <laughs> compare. No, we don't. We we do not. Uh, <laughs> it's Lee's predictability, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, probably. I'll ask, you, I'll ask you, Paul. Then, what do you think is our biggest need right now? Then, biggest need. Oh, I'm, at first glance, I'm thinking possibly cornerback or defensive line but there's no one that really jumps off the page I mean just before I answer that question you were touching about the salary cap look at Alex Mack it turned out to be a one-year deal when it was first announced turned out to be a three-year deal his first year cap hit three million we were saying a couple of weeks ago you know we were struggling with a cap and when we did that exercise we all went there you know Lindsay we couldn't afford him and you think oh you know Mack's coming in when the news first broke it was 5.5 mil I thought, oh, I'm quite happy with that. But when you mm. drill down into it, three million for the first year in a year where the cap, every penny counts. So I think you said it before, Nadji, don't get too hung up on the contracts. The front office, let them do the stuff. They always seem to manage it. But um, I mean, like you said, our need in the draft, where do we go now? We've, we, Like Gareth said, we keep our cards close to our chest. And all the teams are double-guessing. We're not looking for a, a pass rusher, I would have believed, because obviously we signed the lad from the Rams. Don't need a centre. Don't need a left tackle. Obviously, quarterback, elephant in the room. Do you see us <laughs> trading up to get a quarterback? Because I personally don't see it happening now. I don't I see don't us know. trading up, uh, unless anyone wants to jump in here and contradict me. <laughs> no, I don't think we trade up. I think we trade back, if anything. Mm. If, if either Justin Fields or Trey Lance is there at 12, potentially we might pull the trigger. But even then, I've still got a feeling that we're going to trade back. I don't think... I, I, we're definitely not going to trade up. That that would really surprise me if we did yeah, trade up. Too. Because immediately the, the contract gets higher. That's it. That's the thing, isn't it? Then it just costs you too much money to yeah. uh, next year. And then you have to cut you know, Bosa or something, like trade him away or something. So it's probably not a good idea. So what what do you think is our biggest need in on the team right now? What's missing? I don't think there's anything. Well, actually, I do. So that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's difficult because I don't think we've got any glaring needs. However, what I think we are missing, and we've missed for a long, long time now, is a superstar safety. Absolutely. So I, I still think we will trade back, maybe he's down to 17, 18, and take Trevon Morig. I'm I'm absolutely convinced that's who we're going to take in the first round. Unless we find there's still quite a few out there on the you know, safeties are available. And we signed one today. Uh Tavin, yeah. 
Tavon Smith, Tavon Austin. Tavon Wilson. Wilson. Wilson, that's right. Um, which is, is a you know working horse, apparently he's played quite a bit over the last nine years. Um, so that tells me maybe we're going to get rid of maybe Tavarius Moore or, um, you know, Did, did you guys notice something about all the, the people that we've played so. in? That we've brought in, sorry. The number of games they've missed. Very, yeah, very zero. Few. It's very, yeah. very few. I think there's the definitely durability. Been, yeah, there's definitely been a shift in trying to find players that have been like a, like Ebukam, right? He's played basically every game since he's entered the league, and I think that's that's a big message in uh, across the teams. <laughs> Please stay healthy because that's clearly what killed us last year. Um, but no, I agree with you. I think safety. A difference maker safety because we all know Jimmy Ward is not a difference maker. He's the uh, he's the eraser. That's what they call him. They, they call him. He's here to he's taking the safety word to to the letter, isn't it? He's here to make sure he's the last pin of the defense and nothing bad's gonna happen because he'll be there and have whoever's back that's messed up in front of him. But yeah, you know, a, a, an interception making, fumble making kind of playmaker. Um, would be quite awesome. Unfortunately, these guys are usually quite expensive, and I don't think we could afford one. But who knows? I mean, the markets are really weird for defensive back. I think this year, um, you know, Sherman still. I don't think he's had even good offers from what I can hear from his podcast. He's had queries, but not really good offers, and there's still a, a buckload ton of good cornerbacks out there. So if, there's even the chance we could resign him if he doesn't find somewhere somewhere good by the time training camp kicks in so um but yeah i agree i think i think we do need to trade down and i'm thinking even if we can get out of the first round because then next year cap is it, it, we need to give fred a contract and that's what i'm thinking if we can save a first round pick contract next year um that gives fred warner you know the contract he deserves and uh, and we don't lose anybody uh, but we'll see We'll see. We'll see how, what happens. There's another position, and it ties into a question I have for you guys, uh, which is, what, what's the signing you've seen made by another team that you think, uh, you know, darn it, I, I wish we could have signed him, especially for that kind of money. Uh, I'll start with you, Gareth. Is there any player that you, you saw signed somewhere and you thought, oh, that would have been nice to have him, and is, and seeing the contract, we could have afforded him. Uh, yeah, the the guy I picked on the last podcast, Hassan Reddick, has gone for six million. Yeah, I can't remember. Yes. Was it Panthers, Jags? Can't, I must or uh, Washington, maybe. I can't. Rem- I can't remember where he went. Can't to. Remember where he went to. Just disappointing to see. When I saw he'd gone, I I I forget he exists. So <laughs> <laughs> was, I can that find that for you. Yeah, bit of a shame. Um, I I will leap in and and a couple of things that that have. A couple of receivers been signed in our division, some old men receivers that I'm not that worried about, AJ Green and Deshaun Jackson. Um, neither of those fill me with with much fear. No. I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, to answer Nadja's question slightly different, I mean, obviously we've lost Barn, so you think, and are we going to look at a wide receiver? You see mm-hmm. some of the money these guys have got at wide receiver. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not saying they're, they're not good players, but you know, Golladay gone to the Giants for a reported seventy-two million dollars, and you think, wow, you know, someone's still got to throw him the ball. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, just 
no, like you said, it just shows you, doesn't it? I was watching Good Morning Football the other day and they were talking about the 49ers. And you look at the teams in our division, you know, the Rams still stretching, trying to squeeze a last little bit out of AJ Green, you know, Deshaun Jackson. I mean, I remember first getting into the sport and playing fantasy football about five, six years ago. And Jackson was supposed to be the next big thing then. And he hasn't really done a great deal. So I'm not overly worried about them. Similar to Gareth. I hope that doesn't come back and bite me on the bum. But... <laughs> What do you make of the news of uh, the Bears going all in for Wilson? And it looked like Seahawks <laughs> turned down quite a haul from what I'm, I've seen online. Yeah. Uh, I mean, crazy. Uh, I, that was quite a big a big offer. It's a free, free first rounder, which is the max you can give, apparently. Um, so I've heard. Um, and a bunch of two and two starters. So, and they said no. And then they re-signed a bunch of very average players. Um, Mandy, I think something's, something's about to happen yeah. in Seattle. <laughs> it, it doesn't sound like there's good consensus, whether it's, I don't know who's decided not to pull on that trade, but I, I, I don't know. If Wilson wanted out, that, that was your show. I don't think you'll ever get an offer that good ever again. Um, I think the Bears don't it? have a, a high enough pick. If, yeah, if I think that's right. probably why. Yeah. If they're going to trade Russell Wilson, they need to pick one of the sort of top three or four quarterbacks in yeah. this draft to replace him. Because there's no one else available other than, you know, potentially to sort just Sean Watson, but that's a whole different story. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, interesting that they thought about it. And obviously, it, more unsettled it is at, at Seattle, the better. Um, yeah, and, absolutely. you know, they, they've not really done anything in free agency. Uh, and they, they've still got cap space. They're not like the Rams. So... No, that's why so, I mentioned it, Gareth, like you said. I mentioned it because it's within our division, you know, um, and the quarterback position, you look like, you know, the Bears ended up with Andy Dalton, you know, Fitzpatrick's gone, Tyrod Taylor's gone. Because the backup position seems to be quite big for us at the moment, that you see online. And um, what do we make of Joe Flacco coming in uh, for a visit? Nothing. There's... <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... It is potentially the one box that hasn't yet been ticked, which is what are we going to do about uh, about the backup quarterback? I just don't think there's been enough time to uh, uh, evaluate who did we get who was drafted by the Cardinals whose name escapes me. Rosen. Rosen. Josh, Josh Rosen, yeah. So there's, there's been no time to really evaluate can he be a, a capable backup. So. Yeah, I think, I think this is something that's going to happen later down the line when... You know, when the draft is over, just before training camp, and people start, you know, dominoes start falling into place, and you know who's starting, who's now, and blah, blah, blah. And then there'll be a bunch of backup quarterback available. You know, Alex Smith's still on the market. Gardner Minshew is going to be on the market. That's all quarterbacks that can play the game, and uh, there's no rush, is there? No, no. Well, so, uh, Lee, what do you, is there any signings you thought, oh, I, I wish we would have had him? Um, and no, then, there's none really of? stood out that we could have afforded, and I wish we had them, as opposed to people that's on our roster. So no, I, that, I think I'm quite comfortable with the way we've gone about stuff. I haven't really felt as though we've missed out on anyone. I thought I thought we might have been in for Corey Lindsley, and I think the way we structured con- contract, we probably could have afforded him. And given his age um, difference over Alex Mack. It would have been a more longer term signing. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a good signing. I think maybe the drawback of 
you know, again, we this big we have big contracts coming up in a year or two, and that might have been a one-year kind of deal. You know, if we would have given him a longer contract, but I don't think we could have kept it. Um, you know, so I, I'm I'm asking the question because I have one, and and that's Philip Lindsay, the the Broncos running back. He, he signed with the Texans for three three point two million. Which to me is insane. I think that's more money than that's less money than one Tevin Coleman made this year. Um, and I think I think he fits perfectly into what we do. I mean, little short, fast guy can run on the outside and very hard to tackle. Um, when I saw that signing, I thought, ah, that that would have been a great extra little boost for our backfield because our backfield. That although I agree, you know, safety is is well, we could improve vastly. Um, at the moment, we only have Mostar and and um, oh, what's his name uh, that broke his collarbone. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Hasty, Michael Hasty, yeah, the, yeah. The, the rookie. So we don't really have anybody. I don't think Coleman's going to resign. Uh, I haven't heard anything. I've seen anything that would suggest that anyway. So we're a bit thin there, and we went through four or five or six last year. So um, that's something you know. Karjuszczyk can't do it all, even though. He wants to probably. I don't think he can do it all. So that was one. I was a bit disappointed. As for what you're saying about AJ Green and Deshaun Jackson, I'm not worried at all. These guys haven't been good for a number of years, and you know, I don't think I don't think that's going to make any difference. Uh, the Rams have actually lost quite a bit. That's going to hurt us. Uh, hurt them. I mean, you know, losing brokers and 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 all that John kind Johnson. of. Ro- Josh Johnson, yeah, and. Uh, Reynolds, the, the other wide receiver, all of that is gonna is gonna impact the team way more than than what they think. Uh, and then and then the Cardinals, I think, are just just gonna be exactly the same as they were. I don't think Fitzy is gonna is gonna come back. So AJ Green just slots in there. Does probably about the same that what Fitzgerald did this year, which is not a lot. And they lost Peterson and, and that kind of stuff, which you know he wasn't good, but veterans like that it's always good to have on your team right so yeah that's i feel in blindsy for me was like oh three three point two million that's nothing for a running back <laughs> i have um, a suspicion shanahan probably felt the same as you was sitting waiting seeing him on free agency and said oh we'll give it a few days and if he's not signed obviously uh the, the value yeah. comes down and then then see him snapped up it was a shame i, I thought we might make a run at Kenyon drake as well in a similar yeah, vein to Lindsay, but but again he's uh, he's he's gone elsewhere. But I'll, I'll be quite pleased not to see him. He he gashed us up a, a little bit last season, so I'll be quite didn't happy he, not to see him. He, didn't he go for quite a bit, Gareth? Didn't he? Go yeah, the he did. He, did. he went to the Raiders for eleven million two years, uh, which is quite a bit. That's 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 what I mean. It's tw- it's twice as much as what Lindsay got, um, which you know really peanuts for Philip Lindsay. The guy has been. Rushing a thousand yards every year, very do weird. We, do you think uh, Shanahan will actually use a draft pick on a running back this year, though? I I wouldn't I wouldn't count on it. Uh, of it, I mean, I, if we're at twelve and all the, the quarterbacks are gone, um, we could one hundred percent pick Najee Harris. Um, that guy is amazing, and having that kind of talent for you know a rookie contract for five years, which is the average, you know, span, <laughs> average uh, lifespan of a running back in this league is is what you want. I I wouldn't count it out. I think it's a bit higher, twelve maybe. Um, mm. But you know, 
I think it's going to come down to can we trade down and find some partners to which which 100% will be um, but it depends on what we can get and then what's available to where we are but yeah no it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if we you know we picked Ayuk in the first last year and if we can go to the 20s and, and pick a running back I'll be I'll be very happy it's not it's not a bad shout I think I I can see us getting stuck with pick 12 it's it's not high enough to trade up to get one of the quarterbacks probably uh, and if one of the quarterbacks is still there we might want to use it our, ourselves and I don't know that there's that many sort of standout, you know, not a, a, a top pass rusher or someone else like that. I'm I'm not sure we're going to find somebody uh, to trade back with. So if we get stuck with pick 12, what, what do you think we should do? Where do you I, think we should I, I definitely think there's going to be um, somebody wanting pick 12 because you've got a couple of tackles around about pick 12. Mm-hmm. And there's a few tackle needy teams in the, uh, in the league. Um, yeah. Kansas City, one of them. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the scary part when they when they released Michel Schwartz and um and their guard oh, names today. Uh, not, Eric Fisher, Eric Fisher, and Mitchell Eric Fisher, Schwartz. yeah, F- former former first overall, which is kind of insane. But yeah, when they released both of them, I was like, oh, something's fishy here. They're probably gonna make a make a good go out every good lineman on this. And there was reports that Trent, Trent Williams might have signed with them for a bit, and I was a bit scared of that. But yeah, I think you're right. I think I think there's not there's not much chance that we don't find a trading partner at 12, especially I think especially if um, all four quarterbacks are gone. If you know if if Justin Field and Trey Lance um, and and obviously Trevor Lawrence and um, oh, seriously I cannot today. Um, the fourth quarterback from BYU. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, thank you. Um, <laughs> if they're all gone by pick eight, nine, something might, some somebody might panic and want to come to you know, eleven, twelve to get Mark Jones before before somebody else notches him. So, I think it's uh, I think it's possible. From what you said, if it's someone like Kansas City, I hadn't actually thought whether somebody's that far down the draft is going to want to jump up that much to get a tackle but it does it does make sense uh, yeah. i i i have wondered if we if we get stuck with 12 and one of the tackles is is left whether we take a, ta- a tackle and trade McGlinchy and there's there's 10 million off the uh, off the salary straight away yeah it's not a bad yeah. shout it's yeah. it's possible um but I, I can still see us reverting to to edge rusher if we if we go for 12 because that's potentially where the value is with a pick that high you don't need yeah, or, or or into your lineman, and then we trade Armstead away, and then that's you know thirteen million of the of the of the target. The, so the, funny the you should mention that. That's exactly what I was thinking earlier. That we possibly might take an interior defensive lineman, not with a view of trading Armstead this year, but trading but next year. year. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and try and get a pick for it, or maybe you will see just exactly what happened last year with. With Defo, is a couple of weeks before the draft, somebody's going to make an offer for Armstead, and we'll have two picks in the first, and we'll use both of them to move up and get Zach Wilson, <laughs> get some tackles and some interior linemen, or maybe even use both of them to trade up a few spots and, and get a quarterback. Who knows? Uh, anything can happen at this point, but yeah, I mean, we still have a, a few not glaring needs, but a few needs. I think a right guard would wouldn't go amiss. Um, you know, more more depth on the D line wouldn't go amiss. Obviously, as I said, a running back I think would be good. More depth at 
defensive back, another corner, um, another safety. And then just, you know, special team players. We we signed Trent Sherfield from from the Cardinals to play special team. Um, but you know, you need linebacker type guys to to chase on kick on kickoff and on punts. So well, I, I think, I think we we've shown we can pick up really good value players later in the draft with that. And that's Absolutely. where I hope maybe maybe if we can trade back and, and stack up some third round picks. Something like that. That's that's where we could really fill out the the roster with some uh, some potential superstars. So, but we yeah. we've got that flexibility. I think the free agency it, you use that to build and and get yourself in a good position for the draft. And I think that's what a free agency has done. Uh, and as a wild card, I wouldn't be surprised necessarily if Shanahan, Shanahan fancies another wide receiver at twelve. Yeah, maybe right. your luxury tight end with with all Gareth on. twelve. Yeah. Yeah, tight end could be there though. I think uh, the the top guy Kyle Pitts is is probably gone by then, but you never know. Oh, I don't think I don't Kyle think... Pitts is going to be used as a tight end in the NFL. He'd be no, used as a wide so. receiver. Yeah, I, I think so too. He can't block, so well, he's not he's not very good yeah. at it anyway. Could, so, could you imagine the fun Shanahan would have designing players for those two though? And again, like Gareth said, it's just you know talk and as free agency I'd... talk and draft talk. It would be pretty decent to see. I don't think it fits what we do, though. He's a he's a lanky kind of matchup nightmare guy. But he, if he can't block, Kyle won't, won't even look at him because I think it, the reason we didn't take DK Merkov is 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 one of them. Uh, the route running wasn't perfect, and the blocking wasn't was far from perfect. Yeah, he was fast and could catch the ball, but that's not enough to play in our system. And unfortunately, you have to be able to to do a little bit more than that. You have to be able to, you know. I think. It, We'll come back to it as many times as we want, but the reason um, Josh Kill is the best tight end in the league isn't because he can catch a ball one-handed over anybody, because there's loads of players who can do that. It's because he absolutely loves destroying people uh, in the blocking game. You know, a safety, a lineman, a, a linebacker, whoever comes nowhere near him, he gets a face full of, of Josh Kill, and that, I think that's why he's, he's elite. And I think, you know, um, Kelsey is kind of the same, and Gronk was kind of the same. The the elite Titans can do everything. That's why there's so few of them. So I don't, I really don't like Kyle Pitts. I mean, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, and he'll be successful in the league if used properly. But just I don't think it'll it'll fit our system at all. Right. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to call it a night there because we're moving on to the draft and yeah, for another show. <laughs> Uh, that's how well uh, free agency went. We don't have that much exactly. to say. It just You're went right. so well. <laughs> yeah, right. Just, uh, okay, yeah, so, just, uh, so sign K one, and I think everybody will be super happy. Or a corner that can play in a slot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what we need. Just a just the last part. I thought it was interesting Witherspoon going to the uh, Seahawks. Yeah, just didn't necessarily see that one coming, but. So they'll, they'll get two or three good games out of them, but they're not going to get a good season out of them because we haven't had a good season out of them. No. I mean, you know, it's the NFC West is kind of renowned for that. I think we, you know, we take players from here. I mean, we signed one from the Rams, one from the from the Cardinals. Uh, there's always always back and forth between between us and them, and it just keeps happening, doesn't it? So kind of you- nature of the game. Do you think we're going to sign anyone else in the free agency who's who's not been on the roster the last year? I mean, I could see us pick up a corner, but as I said, I think it'll be it'll be late, just training camp, you know, OTAs kind of time when 
because there's so many of them out there right now, you know, Richard Sherman included, um, you know, Malcolm Butler, uh, Adore Jackson is out. I'm just looking at the list right now. And there's, um, yeah, Kevin Williams is still there. Uh, uh, I mean, there's loads. Brashwood Breland is in there. Quinton Dunbar, Casey Hayward. You know, that's a lot of corners. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if on the back end we can get a very cheap one-year deal, one of those, you know, veteran to come in. And, and maybe Iman just slots inside. Maybe uh, maybe that's what he's going to do. Because he's, he's only in his second year, isn't he? So he might transition and be very good there. We don't really know. All right, guys, thank you very much for joining tonight. Thank you for having me. been a pleasure. It's pleasure. Good, to, good to catch up on this craziness. Yeah. Is Paul still on the call? Yeah, yeah. I'll get as excited for the season. <laughs> just listen <laughs> yeah. to everyone. So, so, so I'm glad I was you're just going to ask Paul. before you went, Lee, how are you all doing with your PFFs and now all the free agents have signed? Are you still doing your mock drafts? Or? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, without a shadow of a doubt. And because some of the rankings have changed, then um, it, it's interesting to see how your draft grade changes. Um, because I, I don't know about yourself, but I tend to go for the same players. Um, I, I always try and trade up to get a better player, but I tend to go for the same players. And I've noticed some of them, their grading has dropped dramatically from what it was a few weeks ago. Um, so that's interesting because there's been a few pro days. Pro days, yeah. So unless they've absolutely stunk the place out, I'm not quite sure why they've dropped so much. But yeah, still well, doing interview, in, Interviews, right? Because yeah, Pro Days possibly. isn't just going on the field yeah. and running around. Yeah, they do interviews and work ethics and they talk to, you know, old coaches and see uh, things. And then that that can impact the player quite, quite a lot, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the one thing I was going to say there to Paul is um, I hope Tracy's feeling better because, as I recall, you said uh, she was having to have a COVID test. Yeah, she's had, um, she works in a school, so she does the lateral flow test. So basically start with a bit of a cough and a cold last week, got a temperature, so went and got the PCR test, that came back negative. But as the week went on, she got worse. So we went back and had another test and it's negative. But I was saying to Gareth and Nadji before when you had to nip off and sort your technical issues, she's still not better, but it's not COVID. So we're just having to manage it best we can. So it has been a bit of a hectic week in our household because um, when you isolate, when you're waiting for your test now, the kids are kept off school, but they don't send any schoolwork home for them. So I was trying to work from home. Three kids, super excited because they had no schoolwork to do, and the other half isolating because she didn't want to go near anyone. It was, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's she's feeling better. But like you said, Lee, you've been there. You you've you obviously had COVID. So how are you feeling? Are you still getting any of the effects? Or no, no, I'm I'm feeling fine now, Paul. And uh, if I could give Tracy any advice whatsoever. Um, when she's feeling like that, the best thing she can do is uh, hoover the house, do the washing up, <laughs> get the ironing done. Made me feel great. <laughs> well, I must admit, before we go, I think you'd see me post in my group, I managed to nab one of the Jimmy bobbleheads, 99 yeah. cents on eBay. Obviously, I had to pay a little bit for the postage, but uh, when it arrived, she was like, another 49 of memorabilia? I was like, I'm sure you signed off on this one. There's the plane you know, cheaper <laughs> than what. Uh, but when you said at the start of the call, Lee, um, I am under instructions not to keep buying too much, so. <laughs> yeah, it was just a 
bad timing with that helmet, otherwise I'd have been in for that as well. Mm. But never mind. Okay, thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcast when they are released. Also check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 Faithful UK. Until next time, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners.